Hello, my name is TCP White. I am on a mission to positively change the world. I want to speak with you today on a topic I titled Mental Baggages. Mental Baggages. I want to use this episode to address mental problems that has kept many Christians under. God expects so much from us but our minds have prevented him from relating with us or using us to the full optimum of what he desires because God will not do through you what he has not first done in you and he will not do in you what you do not permit. So come along with me as we share in this episode, Mental Baggages. A lot of persons, a lot of individuals, Christians unfortunately, are carrying so much from their past life. They are carrying so many baggages, so many loads that has prevented them from flying high. As much as God desires for us to become something, to become an epitome of his power, of his nature, Many of us have prevented God from doing so because of the baggages that we are carrying from our previous life, either due to our previous experience or due to the stories we have been told or due to the experiences we have seen or or witnessed from other persons. We have locked our minds up in such a way that nothing can come in and thereby we are not able to rise to the full potential that God desires us to be. Let me read three scriptures that I will need to buttress the points that I want to make in this episode. First is John, Ephesians rather, chapter 4 verse 23. It says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The second scripture is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The final scripture is Proverbs 23, verse 7a. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Brethren, These scriptures tell us the importance of the mind after we have given our lives to Christ. It is important for us to have what scripture describes as a renewal of mind because in an instant, our spirit man is regenerated. The old sin nature which has held our spirit in bondage breaks free. To become born again, what happens is that a new nature is birthed in you. That spirit of yours that can relate with God that has been held in bondage is now set free. That is what salvation is. So your spirit comes alive and can now commune with God. But for you to enjoy the full benefit of your salvation, for you to be able to live for God, represent God as He intends, we need to undergo a renewal of mind and that can only happen by the studying of the word. As we continue to read scripture, we then begin to know the things that God has said concerning us. 
we must then proceed to letting go of our previous experience. Remember in 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says, when we give our lives to Christ, when a man becomes born again, all things are passed away. It can only happen if you choose to let it go. In reality, the old things are passed away. But a lot of us continue to carry these old things and they become excess luggage, mental baggages that stops us from fulfilling our potentials in Christ. See what Peter said in his letter, second epistle of Peter 3 verse 1. It says, Behold, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir you or I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. Brethren, we need to constantly remind ourselves of what we have received by studying the scripture, by mingling with people that we expose us to the new state that we have come to in Christ. I read again Romans 12 verse 2. It says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You cannot prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God unless our minds are renewed. Our mind cannot be renewed unless we allow it. We let go of mental baggages. I want to share some of these mental baggages that some of us are carrying about that is stopping us from fulfilling our potentials in Christ. There is what I call the Old Testament mentality. Old Testament mentality. Many Christians have read scriptures or have been taught to believe that for us to seek the face of God, we must go to a man. We must go to a prophet as it were. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit does not reside in people. It comes on special persons that God appoints at different times and everybody will come to seek them. Men like Moses, like Elijah, Elisha, they were the custodians of the grace of God and everybody who had a challenge wherever will go to them. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit now resides in every Christian. But what do we see? We still see Christians who must always go to their spiritual leader for whatever. Even things that we can do for ourselves. Somebody must lay hands on you. Somebody must tell you what to do. Somebody must pray for you. Somebody must... That is an aberration. What you are doing is allowing the Old Testament knowledge to limit the grace that God has put in you as a person. The Holy Spirit now lives in you. So you can access God. You don't need to go through any person. Some pastors enjoy this privilege or this attention and they continue to encourage it. Before any Christian will do anything, you have to come to me. I will have to see God's face on your behalf before you now proceed. Brethren, that is an aberration. That is not the New Testament order. In the New Testament, every believer should seek the face of God for himself. If you need somebody to join faith with you, that is okay. But not to abandon your life at the mercy of someone just because you think that he is more anointed or more uh, closer to God than you are. All of us are children of God. God does not have a grandchild. All of us are servants of God, ministers of God. We can seek the face of God. So number one baggage that we need to let go to fulfill our potentials in Christ is Old Testament mentality. The other one is similar to the first. That is the African traditional religion mentality. 
Many of us, especially in Africa, we came out of idolatry, a system where there is a medium somewhere that we need to go and consult and it is only upon consulting it that we get needs met. So you go there, you pay some sacrifice, you ask the, the priest to consult the gods on your behalf and when they do so, they tell you this is what the gods is saying and then you go on to do it. You don't verify, you don't do anything. Now in this new age, many of us have given our lives to Christ but we are still living in the Old Testament era. We are still carrying on as if we are in the, uh, rather in the, in the African traditional religion. We are still carrying on as if we are still worshipping idols. So we turn our pastors, our spiritual leaders to these mediums that can speak to the God or gods on our behalf. So we go to consult the gods through our pastors, through one prophet somewhere. Some people have built an office around this. You hear some people saying, I'm a prophet, and people come to consult them. Should I marry this person? Should I bring this one? And then they bring sacrifice, they bring pictures, they lay it down. Who should I marry? Brethren, this is a carryover of our African traditional religion. That is not the way to do things with God. The word of God is the way by which God leads his people. There are many other ways, through dreams, visions, and otherwise. However, the way by which a child of God can seek the face of God is by going to God. Go to your father. Talk to him as your father. And I'm sure God will speak to you in a language that you can understand. We do not require mediums to communicate with our father. So the second one is the African traditional religion mentality. It is becoming a problem for us in Christianity. The third one similar also to the second is our cultural mentality cultural mentality a lot of us are holding on so tightly to our cultures cultures that has not benefited us over time we have lived with these cultures it has not made us happy it has not made our lives any better but there is a culture of the kingdom of heaven Please note, I am not saying a Western culture as against the African culture, nor the African culture as against the Western. I am saying if you study the scripture, you will see a culture of the kingdom of heaven, a culture that is demonstrated in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, and, and such like. There is a culture of heaven that every Christian must hold on to. But what you find is that we hold on to our cultures. I'm an African man. This is what this, I, my, my fathers have taught me. This is how I grew up. So I must continue in this way. Even when the Holy Spirit is trying to renew your mind, trying to help you to be a better person, you are resisting it. The scripture says the Spirit of God will not strive with man for so long. He will only try for so long. And if you continue to resist, he will let you be. But what will happen eventually is that you will not live to your full potential. So we need to let go of cultural baggages, cultural limitations that have kept us without, you know, from fulfilling the will and the mandate of God for our lives. Another one is the slavery mentality. Slavery mentality. Like the children of Israel that spent 430 years in bondage in Egypt. They were so used to slavery that they didn't know what it means to be free. Many of them at the time they left Egypt were born into slavery. So they didn't know what it meant to live a free life. 
so that even when they left Egypt, they were still behaving like slaves. They were always running away from challenges. They didn't know what it means to take charge and confront and conquer. So when they come in contact with any situation, their first instinct is to run back to where they are coming from. Many of us are living like that today. And that is not the way God wants us to live. Because you have grown up in a situation, for example, in Africa where we grow up, where it seems like the, anybody with color is better than us. We now feel that we cannot amount to anything. We cannot achieve anything. It has to come from the, the, the people with color. So it is a mental slavery that we have imposed on ourselves. Yes, we may have been colonized, but we are now free. Many of us may have gone through several experiences in our past. Some of us may have been born into it, but the time has come for us to let go of such experience and begin to embrace our new order and let the new life that we have reflect in the way we think. Confront situations like one who is in charge. Decide your destiny. Decide your future. Don't live at the mercy of people who continue to push you here and there and play you like pawns on a chessboard. You have your own life to live. Live it to the fullness of what God desires of you by partnering with God. Study scripture. Embrace your freedom in Christ and live out your full potential. The next one or the last one I want to speak on is the poverty mentality. Poverty has become a baggage that a lot of people, especially in Africa where I come from, they are carrying about. What you find is that two things, one of two things. One, people are so poor in their mind that they do not know how to break free from it. Everything they do, they interpret in terms of figures. When they are confronted with a project or when they want to embark on any assignment, they only think in terms of figures because they have come from a background of little or nothing. So they are constantly afraid to embark on projects because they feel they don't have enough to embark it. Even when somebody is somewhere bankrolling their, their ambition, they still continue to think, ah, what if, what if? The other aspect is when people now break free, you see that everyone is in a mad rush to make money. The reason why Africa is so bereft or so beset with corruption is because of the poverty background. A lot of people now wants to, you know, like somebody who has been starved of food, when he now sees food, he needs a level of composure to be able to eat with maturity. You see most people that have been starved, once they come in contact with a banquet, they, are, they become glutons. That is the situation with the, the, the corruption state in Africa. It is just a glutonous approach to wealth. That is what is happening. Somebody who has spent the better part of his life in poverty, now having opportunity to be in charge of public funds or whatever. You just want to amass wealth that you cannot spend in your lifetime. That is the problem. It is the, the fallout from a poverty mentality. So, for example, our footballers, when they go abroad to apply their trade, they are only thinking of the place, the club, where they will pay them the best money. They don't think of the club where their career, their footballing skills will be better sharpened. They just think in terms of money. Africans think predominantly in terms of figures, in terms of money. How much is it? What is it for me? How much is the bottom line? That is what we are thinking of. And that is a fallout of the poverty mentality. It has eroded our values. 
It has eroded our, our integrity. It has eroded the way we live. And everybody is killing one another directly or indirectly just for money. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. My message to us today is that you need a sound mind to become all you can be in God and for yourself. And you cannot have a sound mind until you let go of the mental baggages that you are carrying that have prevented you from becoming who you ought to be. I have only shared five and even those five I have only been able to just scratch them. I expect that you will make further research into this and help yourself to become a better human being. My name is TCP White. I am on a mission to positively change the world.